Hello, everybody, and welcome back to North Shore Moonflower. My name is Kim. Thank you for joining me today. This episode is going to be a little different. It's going to be more of like a coffee chit-chat type episode. Just wanted to catch you guys up on what we've been doing. We've been away for about six weeks, kind of just taking time to focus on family and, you know, the important things in life. We've stepped away from social media for a little while, too. We posted here and there, but not as much as we normally do because we just wanted to step back away from the world, away from the drama, and just focus on us. So that's what we've been doing. Everybody's good. We're all fine. It is good to be back. Um, I do enjoy these types of episodes where we kind of just catch up and talk. It's like I'm literally sitting here at my desk with my books. I just freshened up my coffee. And I'm just talking with my friends, and that's a great start of my day. So let's go over some things that we have been doing. The fall garden is in. Everything has been planted as of, I believe, the second week of September is when everything was in the garden. It's not moving as fast as I would hope it to be. Germination is sketchy. So I really can't blame it on anything except myself. Forever, the fall garden has been a it is what it is type deal for me. I have, I don't, and it's something I have to work on. I don't put as much effort and attention into the fall garden as I do the spring and summer garden. And I'm not saying that the fall garden is not as important as the spring and summer garden because it is definitely important. It is a food source. You are growing food to eat. So it's definitely important. But I myself, you know, things just, a lot of things start happening around this time of year. We get busy and it kind of falls to the wayside. And I have to work on that. I have to pay more attention to my fall garden because it's very important to grow and harvest that food. It's the probably my favorite type of food is the fall garden so i have to do better but let's let's go over what we've planted i did some let's see broccoli cauliflower cabbage kale which i started inside in seed trays and i transplanted those and the kale is actually doing pretty good swiss chard turnips a bunch of lettuce rutabagas, um, and then I'm overwintering carrots and onions, and then the end of October, I'll probably go ahead and plant some garlic to overwinter the garlic all for the spring harvest. So that's the fall garden. We get what we get. You know, that's, that's pretty much probably how it's going to go this year. Um, I did start planning out my spring garden though, and I'm the kind of person that in order for me to process it, I have to see it. So what I do before the start of every season is I map out my garden, very specifics, um, you know, like how many plants am I putting in each row? Like it's a very specific garden plan. And I use that to help myself focus and also to hold myself accountable to actually do it. And it also helps me financially 
because as soon as I can see what I'm going to plant and how much of everything I need, I can calculate how much money that's going to cost. And I can slowly put that away over the winter so that I have those funds available in the springtime when I need to go and buy my supplies. So it, it works for me. It might not work for other people, but it works for me. It's like my organized chaos. Um, so that's all planned out. I have all of the seeds that I'm going to need, except for the corn. I did order more from MI Gardener. And this year, well, this spring coming up, I'm going to extend the area where I had the corn and the pumpkins. I feel like if I space the corn out a little bit more, the cobs will form fully and not look like mutant corn. So we're going to see, and I'm going to try to hill it up more than what I did last year. Maybe if it has more support at the root system, it'll grow better. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out corn. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. That's that. Um, what else is going on? The Homestarters of America conference is coming up October um, is it 8th and 9th or 9th and 10th? I can never remember. I'm so sorry, you guys. It is October 8th and 9th. We are going to Front Royal, Virginia for the Homesteaders of America conference. And I am as excited as a child going to Disney. I'm so excited. And to add to my excitement, Russ is excited. He said he's interested in learning a thing or two off-grid living. If those are not the most romantic words you can ever hear in your life, I don't know what are. I I am so happy for this trip, not only because I need a vacation, but because it's going to be a whole community of people who think like you. Sometimes when you talk about homesteading to people who don't know anything about or are not interested in homesteading at all, they look at you like you're the weirdest person on earth and they automatically assume you're like a, like a TLC show, like a, a crazy homesteader, hoarder type, you know, doomsday prepper. And that's not always the case. So I find that talking to people who understand what homesteading is makes for a better social circle for myself. And I, I have a couple of people, but not a lot. And going to this conference, it's going to be like, wow, look at all these hundreds, maybe thousands of people that are here that have the same idea as I do. It's nice. It's nice to belong to a community like that. And I'm excited and I'm totally going to fangirl because I'm bringing my book and I'm going to have Jessica and Jeremiah from Roots and Refuge Farm sign my book because I'm super excited. I want to meet them so bad. Um, but I don't want to be like that crazy stalker girl who follows them around, you know, you know what I mean? Um, but I'm sure they get that all the time. So that's the Homesteaders of America conference. Super excited. And the other reason that we were kind of MIA for a little while is because, you know, I feel like we're, we're going to talk a little bit, you know what I mean? Like talk. So I, I recently turned 40 years old and I feel like ever since that happened, I'm probably going through some sort of like 
midlife crisis type thing. Like, I don't know what you call it. Put a label on it, whatever. All I know is how I feel. And I think it kind of started when last year I, I left healthcare. And everybody, when I left healthcare, was like, oh my God, but you're so good at your job. I can't believe you're not going to be in healthcare anymore. And all that school that you went through and it was for nothing. And like people had nothing but bad comments, you know, but, and not everybody who works in healthcare feels this way. This is just how I feel. So I'm not speaking for all healthcare workers. Okay. Let's just get that straight. I'm only speaking for myself. I feel like I saw the other side of healthcare. If you're, if you don't work in healthcare, when you go to the doctor's office, you go up to the desk, you sign in, you sit down. But think back. How many times can you honestly say that you walk into a big healthcare center and you go up to the front desk and somebody greets you with a genuine smile and asks you how you're feeling before they ask you for your insurance card? Not many. Not many. You're lucky if you even get looked at. And things like that, those little things slowly started to drive me away. I worked at a cancer center, which I shall hold the name of, and the people coming in to where I worked, I saw them almost every day, okay? Most of them were actively dying, and I noticed myself starting to think that that was just normal. I didn't feel it anymore. And I really can't describe it. Death was around me every single day in my face every day. And it's depressing after a while. And, you know, you stop seeing people come in that you've seen come in every week. And then you realize why they're not there. And it just, it takes a toll on your soul after a while. And then that combined with Things like dealing with insurance companies because the medical doctor who went to school and is actively trying to save somebody's life prescribes either a test, a scan, a medication, whatever it is that he thinks is best for the patient, has to get approval by the insurance company. A person sitting behind a desk with no medical degree making those decisions whether that patient gets it or not even though the doctor who's trying to save their life says that they need it i can't tell you more times than not people being denied for tests or medications that they need because the health insurance company didn't think that they needed that yet they advised the doctor to find an alternate way and after realizing that for so long, I'm just like, what is going on here? And I realized what was going on was it's a business. It's a business. And they're trying to make as much money as they can off of this person before they're dead. Plain and simple. So thinking that every day and, and 
and realizing what was important to me in life, it really started to open up my eyes to a lot of different things. And I made the decision that at this point in my life, I have been so conditioned to work without asking questions, keep my head down, don't make a ruckus, do what I'm told. I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to keep my head down. I don't want to do what I'm told and shut up and be grateful that I have a job. I don't want to anymore because I need to live my truest life, the best version of myself possible. That is what I have really decided that I'm 40. So I'm more than likely halfway through my life. And how am I going to choose to live hopefully my next 40 years? Because for these last 40 years, half of them wasn't my choice of how I wanted to live. I was a child. So now that I'm an adult and I can make my own choices, why would I ever choose to live a life of keeping my head down and being miserable? I was miserable every day. I was the biggest grouch. I was so stressed out every single day and I came home and I brought it to my family. And then one day I woke up and I was like, what am I doing? Why am I living like this? This is not how I want to live. So either that's an awakening or a midlife crisis, call it what you want. But I've made the decision to live the rest of my life the way I want to live and to pursue my passions and those dreams that have always been in the background, I decided to bring them to the front. And I left healthcare because I found a job that I was excited about for the first time in a very long time. I was excited about this job. It was different. It was on a farm. Perfect. Everything I've ever wanted to learn, to be around, to do, it's a farm. I can do that here. After a couple months of being there, I slowly started realizing that it wasn't what it said it was. And that's as far as I'll go into that because there are people that rely on that place where I worked for feeding their families and I'm not going to take that away from them. So it shall remain anonymous. I'm not going to say the name of where it was or what happened there. It just didn't work out. And I made the decision that I didn't want to be a part of what was going on. Um, so that brings me to talking to Russ and kind of just being like, I can't do this anymore. My, It hurts my soul to think about having to work the rest of my life away to make somebody else rich off of my hard work. If I'm going to work hard for the rest of my life, I'm going to do it for myself. So it was at that point where he said to me, go for it. I got you. And just knowing that he's there 
and he supports what I'm doing gives me all the more confidence in myself to do it. And I look at my daughter, she's 21 years old. Our, our dynamics of our relationship have changed. She no longer needs me to parent her per se. She doesn't need to be raised. She's there. She's an adult who makes her own decisions, seeks my guidance when she needs to, but she's living her best life. I'm happy for her. I'm so proud of her. So my life has changed significantly in the last year. And trying to process all of that sometimes can lead you down a road of self-doubt and wondering if you made the right decision or thinking about it seems like I'm doing all this for nothing or, you know, just you, you let your head get the best of your heart, you know? So there have been moments, um, that I've felt defeated. I was discouraged and I thought I'll just go back to corporate America. And when I had those thoughts, I can tell you it will, I felt People might think I'm crazy, but I felt literal pain in my heart when I thought about going back to work for corporate America. I just can't do it. I don't want to be a part of that evil anymore. I just, I can't. It's ruining people. I look around now and I see people who are so miserable and unhappy because of their jobs or their lack of a job or, you know, it just, it all revolves around money. Everybody's life revolves around money. And that is so sad to me because we made that. We are doing this to ourselves. So that's why I'm more drawn towards a life of simplicity, a sustainable life, living off your land, growing your own food, you know, just living a peaceful, calm life, a little bubble in this crazy, crazy world that we live in. That's all I ask for. And every day now that I wake up and I know that I have the support of my partner and my daughter's future is bright ahead for her. It is my job now to protect that brightness of her future because with the way the world is right now, everybody is just losing sight of what's important. That's how I feel. And there's so much hate that love is not as bright as it used to be. So we need to bring that light back to this world. And that's what I'm trying to do with my own life. And everybody, if you do it, starting with yourself, it catches on. That's all I'm saying. So I, f I have this book and it is called The Instant Happy Journal, 365 Days of Inspiration, Gratitude, and Joy. Um, the author, I'm going to butcher her name. I'm so very sorry. Karen Salmonson, I think that's how you say it. But, um, you know, every day is just a little page and it has either 
an inspirational quote or a journaling activity or direction, you know, so just something for you to start your day with or end your day with, however you like to journal. But I found this quote and it really stuck with me and I wanted to share it. It says, the purpose of your life is to find and pursue the purpose of your life. Sit on that for a second. That is everything that I'm talking about summed up into a quote. So I'm on my journey to find the purpose of my life. And so far, what I have found is bringing me great joy. And so that's how I know I'm headed in the right direction. And with the continued support of my partner in life, I I really see this becoming something spectacular. So those are my hopes and dreams and my coffee chit chat for the morning. Just my thoughts. Keep you guys updated and let me let you guys know where we are, you know, with the business and everything like that and our family and our homestead. It's all where it needs to be for the moment. Perfect in every way. So, you guys, if you're on Long Island today, it's about 60 degrees outside. Fall is definitely here. Go outside and enjoy yourself. Look around. Some of the leaves are starting to change colors and transitioning. And there's really something beautiful in the transition. So go out and find it today. Thank you for listening. Until next time, be kind. Thank you.